Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be a more productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by having the occasional live training. My next live training will be happening on Friday, July 17th at noon Eastern. It's entitled five keys to improved productivity. So if you're interested in improving your productivity, and why wouldn't you be? You're listening to a productivity podcast. You can either click the link in the show notes or in the banner at my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. I'm really excited about the topic on the show today. I have with me Daniel Ramsey. Now, he owns a company called My Outdesk. It's a virtual assistant assistant company. Let me tell you, folks, if you are in business, you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, let me tell you, you're going to learn so much information on this episode today about what you need to do. And you're going to find out that, yes, I am a control freak. We're going to learn how to deal with that. And this is a chock full episode. So let's get right to it. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark, for having me. Thank you for getting up early this morning because you're on the West Coast. It's uh, only eight o'clock in the morning and uh, you seem bright eyed and bushy tailed. You're the only reason I woke up, actually. <laughs> I was <laughs> this podcast. I was here because of you. So what time do you normally wake up? No, no. Be- between five and six okay. in the morning. Actually. Oh, I'm your yeah. first appointment of the day. Yeah, you're the first appointment of the day. I feel, yep. I feel honored. Hopefully... Oh, this is going to sound weird. I hope your day gets worse. I hope this is the highlight of your day. That's what, that's what I'm aiming for here. Um, well, let's see how this goes. I mean, you never know, you know? There you go. Well, listen, we're going through very uh, interesting times. When we originally booked this, I don't remember when we actually booked this interview. I don't know if this uh, global zombie apocalypse pandemic was happening when we originally booked it. We originally talked. We had a lot going on. A lot of people work from home. And you have a company called My Outdesk. Uh, what in the world is that? Yeah. So 13 years ago, I'm an entrepreneur and 13 years ago, I needed help in my business and um, we were on my honeymoon. So you'll, you'll love this story. Yeah, I'm a married guy. I got a couple of kids and I'm, I'm on my honeymoon with my wife and we're in Guatemala in a Francis Ford Coppola resort. So this beautiful, like we're in the jungle. We just crawled through ruins earlier in the day. There's this awesome lake. There's monkeys swinging in the trees and <laughs> You know, that night we'd had dinner and we went to the bar and they had live music and all that. And my wife goes back to the room and she goes to sleep because guess what? We've been traveling and and, and like trekking and, and really working hard, right? Well, I had to bust out my laptop and I started doing work. And I, at one in the morning, the bartender, you know, takes my cell phone. And he starts making fun of me in Spanish, in Spanish, okay? <laughs> He's saying, you know, stupid white guy works too much, beautiful wife back in his bungalow. What's wrong with him? And he snaps a fit photo, you know, and I'm thinking in that moment, I'm, I'm a little angry. But in that moment, I was like, I, I, I literally had an epiphany. Something in my life had to change. Mm. Like I couldn't even go on my honeymoon without working. And so came back, reorder, reordered my business, restructured how I did things, delegated down. And um, eventually we hired a bunch of virtual assistants and virtual assistants for those that, I mean, now it's a common thing, but yeah. 13 years ago, nobody knew what it was. The four hour work week hadn't come out, you know, the, the book yep. talking about Tim virtual assistants. Yeah. Uh, I read a book. It was called the world was flat. And I thought, wow, 
back then you had Skype and there wasn't really any like VoIP phone, phone systems. Yep. You know, there was no real way of communicating other than Skype. WhatsApp wasn't around. Facebook didn't do video chat or face FaceTime, you know, and, um, so anyways, this is my outdesk. What we do is we help entrepreneurs get talent, just like I needed talent back then so that they can have a vacation. They can go to the gym. They can build and grow and scale their business. And so, I mean, what we'd like to say is we save entrepreneurs time. Number one, we save them money and then we help them scale their business. I love that. And I love the name, my outdesk. So how did you come up with the name, my outdesk? What, what, share the backstory on that. Yeah, you know, it's it's there's no real simple thing. We were just tossing around names, my brother and I, and and back in the day, we we're like, well, it's kind of like a back desk, um, but we don't want to say back because that kind of sounds weird, and 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 it's mine because we built it, so it's my out desk, and we want other people to think that they could have it too. And okay, so, um, you know, my out desk, uh, it it just it was just a name, um, honestly that sounded right. We needed, we needed support, like specifically in my business, I need help with paperwork. I needed help with marketing. I needed people to prospect for me. Um, we were generating lots of leads, but you know, my, my salespeople, they were busier. They were busy as heck. And, and I, and they're like, look, I've got these five things that I'm working on. And if I drop those five things, then I won't make money. And so I was like, well, geez, could I solve that? And it turns out the talent in the Philippines, which is where we are, mm -hmm. is actually really suited for you know making calls and being administrative and project managers and helping with, with marketing. What I think is interesting is you did mention Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week. And first of all, you don't work four hours a week, but his he talks a lot about in about virtual assistants and a lot of people would do well getting a virtual assistant. My biggest issue with work, uh, not with virtual assistants, is people go into business, they hang their shingles out, they have no clients, no income, and they go out and get a virtual assistant. And I've always been saying, um, no, generate money because those people want to get paid. You know, you don't want to put them on your credit card. And I think you, you know, when you first start, I, my personal opinion, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I think when you first start, you should know how to do everything in your business. Then as you grow, then you start outsourcing the stuff you hate. There's things in my business I hate to do. Do you agree with that? Or do you think people should outsource right off the bat, even if they don't have the money? No, you're absolutely right. In fact, um, we, I wrote a book about this and, and the way we, we mark it down. So we call it the seven figure business roadmap. All okay. right. And in that roadmap, there's three main stages. First, it's I do it. Okay, so I do it. And that's where you're learning to be an entrepreneur. You're learning how to be financially responsible. You're learning how, what your market is. You're learning all of the basics of building a business. In that stage, it's very unlikely that you need an employee. You, mm. you just don't need it, right? In the we do it stage, and this is what our, this is what we help our clients develop when they come in and they do a consultation with us. We're not like, there's a lot of, Upwork is a marketplace. There's a lot of low-cost providers. There's a lot of third-party providers. We are a strategic partner to an entrepreneur. And so in the I do it space, you don't really need support. You need to learn. Mm -hmm. In the we do it space, which is which is where you start making money, you're making probably 250 to a million dollars in revenue. That's where systems and process really, really matters. 
you 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 have to put together a CRM. You have to put together a presentation to close deals. You need to have a system for keeping track of your financials. You need to know, you know, you need to have a value system for your clients. Like, hey, how valuable was working with us? You know, so they can rate you and give you reviews and such. So in the we do it space, it becomes all about systems and processes. And that's what's required before you hire a virtual assistant. Okay. And what is the, just out of curiosity, what's the next stage? See, this is why I didn't say anything because everybody, they want to know, you know, no, it's the, they do it stage. So ah. it's the, it's that coveted entrepreneur spot that everybody wants to be in where you have a team and they are primarily doing 99% of the work. You and I are on this podcast. This is one of my favorite questions on ask entrepreneurs. You and I are on this podcast. Well, I own the business. It's our story. Like I, I wrote the book, so I'm, I'm going to be here. We, I do the PR piece of the, of the business, but most of everything else I can leverage down to employees or virtual assistants. And so we do. And that's the, that they do at stage. It becomes, um, after you've built systems and process, it becomes leadership and hiring people. That's what really matters in that stage. And so those are the three stages that we talk about. And that's really kind of what we do when I say we scale businesses. We help them develop their systems and process, hire the right people, and put them on a path to scaling and, and hopefully making more than a million dollars. Now, you mentioned that you do mainly uh, the PR stuff. I've always... Now, I'm still a small guy, okay? I'm not a juggernaut like Oprah Winfrey or something like that. But when it comes to social media, I do all my own social media stuff. And one of the people I follow, Brendan Burchard, he just recently, like I think within the last year, started hiring a team for social media. Because when people see stuff from people on social media, they expect it to be the person. So my plan, now this is what I'm saying today, you know, July 10th, 2020, maybe when I become a quadrillionaire, I may, I change my mind, but I really want to always be the person posting. So when you see something posting from me on social media, it's actually me doing it. What are your thoughts on that? Cause you did mention PR you do yourself. Do you include social media? Or do you se- separate the two? I love Brendan. Um, I, I've been to some of his events. I really like his, um, his leadership. I think it's like HBR. I forget the name of it. HBX. It's like hyper. Yeah, high performance teams. Yeah, here's the here's the thing, and he said this once, and I really liked it. It was one of his books. Um, he said, "Look, I can hire somebody to do my marketing, social media, PR. the The difference is, I can pound out a a, a story, a video in mm-hmm. twenty, thirty minutes, maybe forty. Yeah. That's going to be very successful because I understand my audience, I understand the clients, what they need, I understand what will get people in in that." in that space of wow. And so he does it. He still, even to this day, he'll still come up with the idea, kind of muse with his team, and then his team goes and executes. That's leverage. So, And that's an example of the things that only I can do. So when you when I, we're talking to entrepreneurs, we go through a consultation. Um, you you go to our website or call us on our eight hundred number. We set up that consultation, and then we go through a series of questions: Who's on your team? What's your tech stack? You know, what do you need in your business to double today? Like one of my favorite questions: If you could wave a wand, um, you know, and you could double your business, what are the things that you need to stop doing and start doing, and what needs to shift in your business? And the real fundamental question that we're trying to get to is, who do you need on your team in order to double? Because if you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, the only question that matters 
is who's on my team. Because who's on your team will change everything. It'll help you double. It'll change your 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 likelihood of scaling. It'll change your model. It it will absolutely change your life. And most entrepreneurs, ninety six percent of them, never get over a million dollars. So if you think about the world in terms of um, you know the Olympics, right? Ninety six percent of people never get over a million dollars. Only four percent ever get over a million dollars. And of that 4%, uh, only 0.4% get over $10 million. Wow. 0.4%. Four tenths of 1% ever gets over $10 million. So it's like in order to win and go to the Olympics, you know, you've got to get over $10 million in revenue. Well, these are some of the questions you have to start asking yourself if that's your intention. That's really interesting. 96% versus 4%. And now you, you mentioned the word entrepreneurs and there's another phrase that some people use interchangeably solopreneurs. These are people who don't have a team. They work for themselves. I'm still a solopreneur right now. I don't have a team at this point. So do you deal with, do you work with solopreneurs as well? Yeah. And look, the, 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 that's what we call the I do it's right. The okay. solopreneur is an, an I do it. And we do work with them. The, the difference is what we expect is a system and a process. When somebody comes to us and says, I need help with social media or I need help with my marketing or I need help with my admin tasks. Um, we always ask, okay, how are you doing it? And they'll say, well, I just know what I need to do. And so I just do it. That's what we call tribal knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's in your brain. So what we what we go through in our consultation is a process of unlocking that tribal knowledge, unlocking that information that is vital for somebody else to come in and help you run your business. Here's a here's the reality. Um, I'm if you're an entrepreneur, Mark. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons you probably haven't hired is you're a control freak. You want your clients to experience <laughs> a particular thing. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, hundred. You got me nailed, hundred percent. Yeah. So am I. So here's, here's the shift, and this is a mindset shift. If you want your employees to do it just like you, you just have to document it. And we, we, we follow a process called Play, Pause, Do. We're right now on a Zoom call so we can see each other's face, even though this is an audio recording. So on Zoom or Ring Central or Screencast-O-Matic or any kind of recording software, you can record your screen and talk about the how, what, and why. So... Where are we going to get this document? Why is this important to my clients? You know, what should the end product look like? You can do a task and check a box and that's fine. But sometimes you need to check a box and hit an outcome. And that's the thing that you have to share. And by an outcome, I mean, you know, yes, send a customer service, you know, form to my client and let them do a review. That's checking a box getting the client to actually do the review and then posting it on your website and making sure it's live and people can see it and it looks beautiful. That's an outcome. So Mm. we train our clients to do play, pause, do sharing with their virtual assistants, the how, what, why, where, and everything about that particular task. And then once you do that, your virtual assistant can take that, that video or audio recording and they can document it, meaning they can create an SOP, a standard operating procedure. Once you have a video documenting all of the information about why it's important for your clients, then you have a written thing. Then your virtual assistant goes and does it. You review it. Now you have a system of a system and a process for getting that review. And that's what we help our clients really discover is, um, 
how to systematize their business so that they don't have to do it. And here's the thing. And you'll laugh because we go, we're going back to the seven-figure business roadmap. And I'd like to give away a copy of the book. So if you're listening right now at the end, we'll, we'll likely do that. Um, but if you go back to the seven-figure business roadmap, I do it solopreneur. We do it. That's where you're hitting a million dollars in revenue, right? That's where you're on that path. Once you get to the we do it, the only thing that matters is building systems and processes because your employees need to know how to do it exactly like you want them to do it. What's interesting is my wife does help me out because she's furloughed from her job. She does help me out with the business. And what's interesting is you talk about documentation and I know how to do this stuff without even thinking about it. And when I have to document, I really have to slow down and go, okay, I know to go X, Y, and Z and boom, it's done. But I, but she doesn't know that which she's like yeah. a team member and I have to go, okay, you have to open this program. You have to log in here. You have to click here. And when I do that, I'm like, wow, I, I did one thing. I did, I documented one process. It was like 56 steps. I'm like, oh my goodness. It was so, use your word, travel knowledge. I'm like, really? I do every time I do it, it's 56 steps. But when you sit there and you document it out, every click, everything you do, it's a lot more in depth because the travel knowledge is kind of like it's all mushed together and you just go on an autopilot. So I can respect exactly what you're saying. Well, and I, I, I bet you the times that you don't document, it for your wife or show her she's a little frustrated oh and you're a little frustrated and then all of a sudden you guys are button heads well because you're married and you sleep in the same bedroom you guys can work through that but you can't work through those kind of conflicts when you have an employee Mm. like they're afraid to tell you the boss that they don't know what to do you are busy and like I got a, I hired you. Can't you just figure it out? And they're like, I don't know how to figure it out. What are you talking about? I, I just started last week. I, I don't know. And so we just help people understand that friction and show them a path to get over it. And also, you know, when you document a system, and and this is this is complicated. So if you're listening in the car, don't write it down. But if you're in a space <clears throat> of being able to write this down, this is probably <clears throat> I learned this maybe ten years ago. When you have a system or a process and you have an employee and there's a problem, a mistake happened or some, something didn't turn out right, you can ask this question, do I have a system and a process? If you say yes, you get to check it. Did I do training on that system and process? And training, by the way, I mean, you, you can't give somebody, show them how to do it one time if it's 56 steps and think it's done. I trained them. I showed them. It was 56 steps. You know, that's it. You, you actually, there's a time frame that a normal person needs to actually, you know, understand that data and understand that information. And they need some time of rep- repetition. So a training process, we like to say, if it's just one process, we like to give somebody, you know, a week to wrap their heads around it. Maybe two. It just depends how complicated the process is. So the question is, do I have a system or, or, or process in place? Check. Is, did I train this person? And then you get to ask the question, did I hire the right person for the role? Mm. And so entrepreneurs just jump right to the, did I hire the right person or the wrong person? And they make assumptions. And like you and your wife, they're button heads with their employees. And then they go, this is too hard and it's too frustrating. I'm not going to do it. And they, they get stuck in that solar entrepreneur or that's that I do it stage, which is fine because here's the thing about the I do it. And Mark, you can probably attest to this. Very profitable, very controlled, not a lot of stress, you know, it, it's a really good place to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's a highly paid employee position. That's yep. what it is. Yeah. 
the reality is. Um, and I have a lot of respect. I have a good friend who makes $400,000. She has a part-time assistant. And she, you know, she, I would consider her a solopreneur because her part-time assistant sometimes is there, sometimes isn't. And she's making $400,000 a year. But if you want to grow beyond that and have a team and eventually have a they-do-it business, you, you've got to put these things in place. You know, what's interesting is I mentioned the 56 steps is I didn't get it all right the first time. I had experiment. Yep. Try this. What if I do this? That didn't work. And so I'm forgetting as I'm training my wife or a teammate, how long it really took me to nail this process down. And yep. I think because we're we're in the forest, we can't see the trees sort of thing. We're like, well, yeah, well, I got it, but I forget how long it took me to get to where I am. And so I can't expect me to train someone else one time and go, you got it. No, it didn't take me one time either. Yeah. Well, and you also, the other piece about that, and we help, again, we're helping entrepreneurs get out of their own way and hire mm. people and, and scale and grow, right? So your point, absolutely valid. Um, <clears throat> it took you a lot longer. The other, the other piece of that is, you know, you're the person who gets paid the most money. Like you're the entrepreneur. If you nail this deal and you get a check for five or $10,000 and that money goes into your bank account. So you have the most incentive. Your employees, they're like, Hey, I signed up for a $20 an hour job. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, so that there's a mismatch from incentives. And so there are a lot of entrepreneurs get frustrated with that mismatch. Employees want to come do a good jo job, get recognized. In fact, money's not even on their list of reasons they're they, they're showing up to work they want to be valued by their employer they want to you know have a good team environment they want some autonomy to kind of play with with what they do and how they add value to the business money is like seven on the motivation list for most people entrepreneurs are different so we also help people understand that not only is the training a big deal and the system the processes but alignment of expectations and building a team and having culture and all that that's new for a lot of I do it's or solo entrepreneurs. So we help, you know, we, we, it, in fact, in part of our, our consultation, we ask them, Hey, do you have your values? Do you have your, um, your core values, your value proposition, how you serve your clients? We go through a list of things that help a virtual assistant understand who you are and what you do so that when they come in, they can get up to speed faster. So, Let's say someone's listening to our conversation. They're like, you know what? I, 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 I don't know if I'm ready for a virtual assistant because you went through the stages and you did say that we do it starts at $250,000 a year. Let's say they're only making a hundred thousand there. This isn't a side hustle anymore. They've quit their job. They're a hundred thousand dollars annual profit. It'll do gross profit a year. At what point do they have to wait to 250 or sh at what point do they go? You know what? I think I need help at this point. Is there some kind of formula you can share with us? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Here, here's the thing. Even at 100000 you can begin to outsource. And what, what I would say is, you know, outsourcing and this whole virtual world that, that exists, major corporations have been doing it since the 70s and 80s. Small business and medium-sized business, you know, from zero to up to $100 million, this is a new concept for them using global labor. Right. Okay. And here's the only thing that's happening. Number one, 
a soda, a can of soda where you and I are, Mark, it's two bucks if you go into a restaurant. It costs you two dollars. If you go into a restaurant in the Philippines or another developing country, that same can of soda, exact same formula, exact same company, costs fifty cents. And so all we're doing is saying, look, bookkeeping is an important thing, or your paperwork is an important thing, or your marketing is an important thing, but once you have one little thing, you can find third-party people to help your business and you can give away some of your tasks. So in the beginning, I always say your first hire is a CRM as an entrepreneur. You need to get your clients into a system where you can keep track of them and you can make sure they get invoiced and all that. So your first hire is a CRM. Your second hire might be a coach like yourself somebody to help you keep you on track, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, because you need, you don't have a team, you can't bounce ideas. You need, you need somebody to help you kind of build this thing, somebody in your corner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be your second hire. And your third hire might be an outsourced CPA to help you do all of your books, you know, to make sure that you're on track with your books. And another, a third, another thing would be maybe an outside outsourced marketing agency to help you with, you know, writing your emails, getting your website set up, making sure you're website and your CRM tie together and talk together, that shouldn't be an entrepreneur if you're in business and you're trying to drive revenue and create revenue, unless you're a marketing agency, right? Then mm. then that is your service. Right. So, you know, our job as a company is to help entrepreneurs understand what are their unique capacities, what are their unique wow talents, keep them in that space and help them discover what they can get off their plate so they can have awesome, you know, businesses, have more time on their hands, maybe go to the gym, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, spend time with your family and do the things that you love. One of the things about being an entrepreneur, and I was just sharing it with my team um, uh, last week, is it can get overwhelming. I mean, it, and if you're by yourself, I mean, it can get really overwhelming. I got this project, that project, they're all equally important. And this thing's coming over here. And by the way, I need to be a father and a good husband. And I'm, I'm doing stuff in our, our community. So you got all these things pulling at you. And <clears throat> as an entrepreneur, you know, there is a point where you need help. And if you're in, a, in that space, set the intention, find a company. There's a lot of companies out there that do you know, piecework, meaning here's the job, I'll pay him 500 bucks or $1,000 and then I get the thing done, delivered. And that, that, that's probably how I would do it if you're under 250000 Excellent. Now you mentioned uh, my, myoutdesk.com. So people, can people just call you and say, listen, am I ready for this? Do you offer that service where they can just say, listen, here are my yeah. situations. Do you recommend me or should I wait? Yeah, absolutely. I, Mark, if you're okay with it, I'd like to give away a copy of our book sure. right now. And there's a, and it's an easy thing. So look, if you're thinking about doing this, my first step would be just grab a copy of our book. We, I wrote it because 13 years, 6,000 clients, lots of, we got a chance to basically look under the hood of 6,000 businesses. So there's, there's, patterns that started coming out, right? Mm-hmm. There's these and, and the seven figure business roadmap. It's there we we there are three main stages, but there are six different components. And in each component, there's a different thing that the entrepreneur has to focus on. And it's very important. So we put all that into a book. Um, and all you have to do to actually get that book, pull out your cell phone real quick and text 31996. That's the phone number. So you put that in the to the phone number part. I'll say it one more time. 31996. 
And then in the message, you're going to send S as in Sam, V as in Victor, P as in Paul. Now that's scaling your business with virtual professionals. SVP to 31996. And you'll get either a Kindle version or a PDF version of our book. And in that book, it's got everything you need in order to consider what it looks like to have a virtual assistant. Um, and we call them virtual professionals because <laughs> we just think we're a little bit better than the other guys. <laughs> um, but here, here's the thing. Number one, the book is completely free. When I discovered this, like I'm not saying that it saved my marriage, but it's been a big part of living my life using leverage. It's been a big part of what I do to stay sane, how we've grown our business, what we've done to really add value to people. So definitely get the book. But the consultation is, is you know, you don't risk anything. You just come in. We'll go through who's on your team, what your systems and processes, what your tech stack, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? What are the pain points or opportunities you're trying to take advantage of right now in this unique time? And then we'll, we'll, We'll tell you if you're a fit or not. Like literally, we'll, we we typically tell people, I'll give you an example. We call them a hyper hairy. Um, hyper hairy entrepreneur is somebody who has ADD, which by the way, I have. I'm not, no judgment there. I, I have it. Um, and But doesn't want, have time to train, is really busy, likes being the center of all the traffic coming into his world. <laughs> you know, we call him a hyper hairy. Well, we have to slow hyper hairy down and say, are you really willing to train? Are you really willing to lead somebody? Are you will, really willing to put a CRM together and, and, and have somebody else working in that CRM? And so we'll go through a process with somebody so that they can understand what it looks like to work with employees and virtual assistants and do it for their first time, but n- do it and not waste any money. That's the thing that I hate. I hate people. I hate people coming to us who aren't ready, trying it out, saying, I'm going to try it out. We just tell those people, no, we are, we're not a try it out firm. <laughs> we're a do it firm or don't do it. Like kind of like, um, Yoda says, yes. you know, you do or don't do. Yeah, there is no try. Yeah. And the thing is, is my business, you know, I, my business started to really do really well. And then this COVID annoyance happened. And so a lot of my clients lost their jobs. So I lost them as clients, but I just kept on keeping on. I think the worst, you know, I didn't want to like binge watch Netflix and sleep in all day. That's not what I'm not the way I'm wired, but now my business is starting to get traction again. And I know at some point, to use Malcolm Gladwell's uh, word, and uh, it's going to hit a tipping point. And all of a sudden, I'm going to go from like, man, where are the clients who, boom, I'm going to have so many clients. And it's good to know there's people out there. I got your cell phone number. I'll just call you. Hey, uh, Daniel, I need some help. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I got a feeling it's going to happen in 2020. And I'm really excited about it. But I'm also scared because I know in order for me to go from the I do it to we do it stage, I'm going to let it go. And I am a control freak. I mean, yeah. I, I suck training my wife. I mean, I really do because I'm like, come on, can't you get this? Because it's already in my head and I'm trying to train her. So I know that's going to be, it's, for me, it's not the money, it's letting go. And I'm pretty sure you deal with this all the time with your clients. Yeah. And you know, in your scenario, um, there's two things right here. First of all, if you give away a portion of your job, but then you get to serve your clients at a higher level mm-hmm. or do more good, then that fear of letting go becomes secondary to your desire mm. to give back and serve the community and the world and the people that you're connected with. So we help people realize that that, that actual 
fear of letting go is actually the thing that's stopping you from having a more fulfilled life. And this is a very nuanced conversation and you and I are having. But you know, if you're listening right now and you're you're saying, hey, I, I, I'm, I don't like to get let go. I want my clients to be served a particular way. I would ask a different question. I would ask, what is your purpose? What's your mission for your business? Why, why did you start this thing? You know, what are some of the examples of people that you've helped? What has changed their life? And what gives you that, that juice that keeps you, you know, going in life and excited to be an entrepreneur and, and, and just happy, right? That's where I want people to ask the question. And then I want to ask, is that, is that part of your mission? Is that part of your core purpose? Can we give that job away? And uh, in your case, Mark, I would probably want your wife to train the virtual assistant. <laughs> that would probably be a good thing, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and and so we we help people understand who's who's who sits in the right seat yes. to add value to the business, and then what leverage does that person need? And uh, you know, we keep the entrepreneurs in that inspired, driven, happy, you know, space. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had the fantasy of having my work wife work with me. Uh, the mm. issue is we're trying to figure out what role she could play. And it goes back to my control freakness. You know, I, it's really difficult to find out where she fits in when I want to control everything. So we're working on that. It's a slow, I, I know if I'm going to grow, I got to let things go. Uh, she's really good, like customer service. She spent years with the help desk, uh, at IT support and stuff like that. So she's really good at that. We just have to try to figure out. I mean, obviously she's not going to do the coaching. She has no interest doing coaching, podcasting, speaking, training, none of that stuff, but the back end stuff. I mean, like I, I use HubSpot CRM. She's one of these people I'll dive in and figure out how the stuff works. I'm like, I just want the work. You know, I, I'm really impatient about that. So she's got a lot of strengths and I just gotta I gotta, you know, use her because obviously I'm not saying she's cheap labor. I'm married to her. And if I'm successful, um, then she's successful because we work together the business. Cause the only one's gonna care more about the business than me is my wife. You right. go outside the family, it cares less. So she's got a lot of vested interest because if this business explodes, well, she directly benefits. Yeah, I agree. But you just nailed your job description, by the way. So if you train, speak, podcast, or coach, those are the four things that only Mark should be doing. Mm -hmm. And everything else from running your hub, from running HubSpot, from scheduling appointments with clients to generating new, you know, content for people to raise their hand, you know, COVID. COVID's been a, a, a bit of a blessing for many of our entrepreneurs. We're really excited by the fact that our entrepreneurs had time. I mean, here's the reality. It's a lot of work to continue revenue generation and, and, and growing a business and at the same time build systems and processes. So when do you get to do it? I mean, we had one, one of our clients was like, Daniel, this is the best thing ever. We've been wanting to build our marketing plan forever, but we've always been too busy to. So COVID gave us an opportunity to. Mm. Another, we've got a project management and finally we're getting to some of the projects that we've always wanted to do. So in your case, there's an opportunity you know, to set up the systems for your wife to do everything but those four things. And th this conversation is exactly what I want your audience to have with us. Call in. Let's talk about what it is that you do that's uniquely special to you and then figuring out what the task list is to give everything else away so that... And here's the trick. This is the trick, Mark. So <laughs> if you're listening right now, this is probably the most important thing. If you do nothing with your free time, 
you're going to feel like it was a waste to hire our virtual assistants. Mm. But if you give away all these tasks, you document everything, and then you focus on growing the business, we call that compound leverage. So just like compound interest, there's this tipping point, as the word that you would say from uh, that book, what tipping point, right? Malcolm Gladwell, yes. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell. So there's this tipping point, and all of a sudden, your your business starts shooting straight up, and you have more business than, that you can handle because once you're, as the entrepreneur, keenly focused on driving revenue and nothing else is in your world distracting you, guess what? You're going to drive revenue. You know, you got me real excited because I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I write the emails for my business, you know, for my, my, the Mark Stucheski Insider newsletter, but I could just like give that to my wife and say, okay, you put it in the Kajabi. I don't need to do the actual Kajabi. I could, I could do all the stuff and say, okay, this is what I want it. You go create it. What I'm doing is I'm sitting inside Kajabi writing the emails, which all I need to do is create the content. Then I'm doing all the other stuff and, and she could, she can schedule it. She can design it in Kajabi. It's not a big deal. I shouldn't be doing that stuff. I should be creating the content. So you got me this, this, this interview has got me real excited about some change. I'm going to go talk to her when I get this interview done because you got me really super excited. So thank you for the free consultation. Yeah, man. Well, and here's the other space. You and I just did the interview. We just did the con, uh, the conversation, like the recording from this, you mm-hmm. give to the wife and say, write it up. Ah. And she puts, th- she creates three different blog posts, three different emails. She blasts this out, maybe gives away the book, may- maybe gives away your content and maybe our book. But the idea is in my world, I'm not a writer. Maybe you, maybe you are. So I do a lot of video recordings ah. and, and then our team takes them and rocks them out. But yeah. Excellent. So it's so exciting when you think about what is possible in business and I'm, I'm energetic about helping other entrepreneurs su- succeed. That's what we do. Yeah. And I love helping people get unstuck and be more productive, not to do the back end stuff. I want to help people. And yeah. so I got to stay in my lane. So one more time, because I'm not going to put this, how to get the free book in the show notes. You have to listen to the episode to get okay. the information. So I want people to listen to the episode. It's too easy to look at the show notes and get the free stuff. I want them to earn it. So one more time, what is that number they have to text and what do they have to text? Yeah. So the number is, so you'll text 31996. That's the text number. And then the message is scale. So S with virtual professionals. So SVP, Scaling Your Business with Mod Virtual Professionals is the name of the book. You can get it on Amazon. You can jump on our website, myoutdesk.com forward slash scale. You can come in and get a consultation. Um, we, we, we give it away because we know that if you have the right tools, if you, it, you, know, if you have the fishing pole, you know, we're never going to have to give you food. And mm-hmm. so that's what this book is. It's, it's, it's the tool to growing and scaling a business. Awesome. Daniel, this has been, I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's early in the morning here in Houston as well, but you got me jazzed up. I'm going to go talk to the wife right now because I'm really super excited and I always get excited after my guests uh, were on the show. You did an incredible job. Thank you so much for being on the show. Myoutdesk.com, folks. Go check him out. Daniel, thank you so much for being on the show. Mark, thanks for having me, man. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my upcoming live training, Five Keys to Improve Productivity, 
Friday, July 17th at noon Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or click the banner at mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Someone asked me, why do you spell out Mr.? Because I don't want you to go to mrproductivity.com because I don't know where you'd be going. So I spell out mrproductivity.com so you go to the right site. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.